The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, including gambling and discussions around physical violence. Sounds great, doesn't it? But if you do think you are one of those people that may be offended by such things, discretion is advised. Or just, yeah, go and put Radio 4 back on. Welcome back, episode four, Octagon Odds. We've got so much to go through in the in the next few weeks. Uh, we've been blessed with many, many huge fights on the horizon, um, starting, of course, with Marvin Vittori against Paolo Costa in Las Vegas on Saturday night. But before we go through any of that, we've got Ross Beaumont with us as usual, George Hardy with us as usual, and making his first appearance on the podcast. The notorious Sam Manny Mansfield <laughs> yes, with now. us for the first time. Welcome to Octagon Odd, Sam. How are you? I'm Welcome. very good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, fellas. It's an well, honor. The first, the first thing we need to ask you is if you put in Amanda Nunes in a combined male and female pound for pound list, <laughs> does she go number one or number two? Um, great question. Yeah, She's, I mean, not to put. Not to put you on the I spot mean, with the first one. So are we talking if they were the same size and they were fighting? Yeah, yeah. Pound, yeah. Pound, pound for pound. Pound, pound for pound, okay. Uh, Usman beats Amanda Nunes. So, yeah, but, but Nunes number two? No, yeah, Nunes number two. She's going. Okay. She's going. Well, that's perfect. She's that's exactly in. how we had it on last week's show. I can't, yeah, I can't get out Usman not beating Nunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. We didn't, neither of us argued that, I don't think, on last week. There was, there was many arguments, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was um, a heated one. Yeah. It was a good one, though. That wasn't one of them. On this week's show, uh, we're going to... To be honest, it's not a great card again um, this week. Costa Vittori is definitely um, the main highlight. But it gives us a chance to really sort of go through that fight in depth. Elsewhere, in Bellator, Bellator 269... Uh, we've got Fedor's, uh, Fedor's return. First time in two years, I think, we've seen Fedor. Um, he's facing Timothy Johnson in the main event there, so we'll also run through that. And this week, hopefully less arguments, but we're also um, going to try to put together our anatomy of a fighter, so we're going to try and piece together the best elements of, of each fighter in the UFC and, and sort of piece together a, a dream fighter, if you will. Um, but we're going to start with Bellator, um, and we're going to start with Fedor. And of course, while it's been his first appearance on the pod, we're going to go straight into Sam Mansfield and ask, does anyone want to see Fedor fight again at, at 44 years old? Is this, do we want to watch this? As, as McGregor would say, he's 45 years of age. He's too old. That's the, worst. The, the worst Conor <laughs> McGregor impression ever. But I mean, he's old, but he's... Uh, he can still lay people out, and it's what people want to see, really, isn't it? Um, not say he's old, but he's only heavyweight division. He's only one year older than Yoel Romero, and it's not so long since removed that we were all calling like Yoel Romero the dog of the UFC's middleweight. Yeah, but division. he's a freak. He's a freak. He's, he's, yeah, he's, I, yeah, he's yeah well. <laughs> one in a million human being. That's what I mean. Yeah. Do you uh, think he was Romero's created in a lot? He's creating some sort of um, Cuban lab during the. There's no doubt. No, but I tell you, I tell you, I tell you what, he's definitely filled with things that were made in the lab in Cuba. Let's just <laughs> 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 say that. He's on, bursting with it. On Fedor, um, looking back through his most recent fights, he's actually, 
I'm still a little bit impressed with his record, to be fair. Last five fights, <laughs> yeah. a Quinton, win over Quinton Jackson, a loss to Ryan Bader, a win over Chael Sonnen. Uh, I can already hear George saying, yeah, but they're old. Um, <laughs> Frank May, win over Frank May, and a loss to Mark Mitrioni, which I don't. I still think he's fighting well. I still think the record, the record maybe looks better than it actually is. What about you, Ross? Mate, if, yeah, have if you, if you seen his fight against Chael, like within like in the first round, he's, uh, they get into a bit of a clinch situation and then Fedor does some mad like Sambo roll and he looks like he's about 25 doing this roll and then just takes, uh, in fact, I think like first exchange, he puts Chael in his ass. Um, so yeah, obviously 45 and he's fighting Timothy Johnson, who's 36, which well, uh, to be fair, he's sort of getting on as a fighter himself. Um, but yeah, he's not. He's he, he fought, Fedor fought twice in nineteen. Now they were his last two fights. Whereas Johnson has fought three times in twenty twenty, and then once this year. So he's he's a lot more active. Active. Um, active. Yeah, he's a lot more active, isn't he? Um, yeah, I was gonna. His, I was gonna ask about that. Do you think that'd be a factor? Age plus inactivity. I think. I think it is. Does it? Yeah. Rest no. Of the like, 45 is old, really, in it for a fight. Like, yeah, Romero, yeah, but as we say, he's a freak. Um, Fedor yeah, says, though, George, Fedor <laughs> says that he, at 39, 6-0 39, still, 45 years of old, 35 years of age, that he can make one more go at the Bellator title, one more run. Do you think that he's got it in him? Um, yes. I, I, when I look at Fedor, it's it's difficult. It's, I mean, he's a legend of the game, and he's got thirty nine wins and like six losses, I think. Yeah. Um. And five yeah, losses. like you said, five losses. Okay. Um. And, and like it's, a lot of them are recent. <laughs> I mean, he's lost two recent. Oh, is it six? Recent. My bad. Yeah. yeah, he's lost. Um, oh yeah. Lost thanks two, for the correction, Ross. Two in his two in his last five. Lost to Ryan Bader. Lost to uh, Matt Mitrioni. To be expected yeah. for a fighter who's forty six years old, um, and he did. Like he said, like Rampage, Chael, and Frank, and Matt, they're all, all they're all older in fighting terms now. But it's like Fade, Fedor's old, they're old. Almost levels out a little bit. I'm quite quite impressive to see what he can do. Really, at the age of forty six, and he's. I think like I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't count him out on this one. I wouldn't count him out on this one. Speaking of not counting him out. I definitely wouldn't count Timothy Johnson. Uh, he obviously, as Ross mentioned, he's the young guy. I'd also say he's probably more in the title picture of Bellator than Fedor is at the minute. Um, his last fight was for the interim belt um, that he lost to, to Fedor's uh, protege, if you want, Valentin Moldaski. Um, he also got a win against Czech Congo, who has beaten Fedor in the past. So... He he's definitely dangerous. Um, what what do you think? You think the, the age difference is really what's going to play in his favour here? Who's speaking to me? I'll speak to any of you. If any of you think that uh, Timothy Johnson, it sounded. Bring what, it. Is it sounded like a direct question at someone else? <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, I'll, di- I'll direct him. I'll direct him. <laughs> no, don't direct him. Don't don't direct him. Don't direct him. Freestyle it. <laughs> yeah, go freestyle, bro. Anyway, anyway, um, yes. To answer your question, Tim Johnson is probably my favourite to win it, um, just because of momentum. He did make his last fight. That is very, very true. And it was this year. His only fight this year. He won three last year. Um, he said he's more in the title picture. He's younger. I think he'd probably take it. To be honest with you, it's not like 
um, Fedor's fighting any of these um, similar aged fighters now. It's a guy that's about put ten plus like ten years younger than him. He's yeah. like it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult for anyone that even the even the killer that that, that Fedor is. Sam, do you think the the home crowd will be a factor in Fedor's favour? He's not fought in Russia in five years, so it'll be the first time he's going back there since twenty sixteen. Um, obviously, the atmosphere is probably going to be off the charts. Do you think that that helps Fedor, or do you think that adds a bit of pressure for him? I think it adds pressure, but at the same time, it's the it's the home turf, it's the den, it's the pitch, it's where it's where you want to be, and it's always going to have um, always going to have a massive effect. Um, you look at any sort of sporting event in history and um, it always makes a difference but I think I personally think Fedor's going to do it I think he's earned, he's had three knockouts um, in his three Bellator wins and um, he's going to lay him out yeah, Anyone so we've got one for Timothy Johnson um, we've got one for Fedor what about you Ross the bookies uh, the, oh, I haven't seen any UK odds available on this one yet but Timothy Johnson in the US, minus 150 favourite at the minute. Um, Fedor plus 120 uh, underdog. Um, so, Ross, what do you see? What's your pick? Now, Adam, I've not learned from my previous mistakes and I've not uh, figured out whether it is a three or a five round fight. I did this with MVP and Douglas Lee. I so, thought it was five round. It's funny you say this, actually, because I was listening to an interview with Scott Coke and it was the week after MVP. Um, and uh, Pitbull, and he announced that all Bellator main events will now be five rounds. I don't know whether it was because we called him out, but yeah, um... I reckon it's probably because <laughs> of that. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've already listened to the pod. Real, realistically, it's not going to be five rounds, though, is it? No, um, well, it might be scheduled that, for five rounds, fit. but. Mm, well, if it's three rounds, that sways in Fedor's favour because I can't see his cardio being up to what it used to be, um, up to going five rounds. Um, nevertheless, I think Timothy Johnson would probably get it done on the night just through being active and he's he's, he's like more than twice, he's more than like two times active than Fedor has been in the last couple of years. Um, almost 10 years younger than him. I think um, all that's going to play a factor. And uh, yeah, I think Tim- Timothy Johnson's going to take it. I think it's a difficult one to call because, like you say, you wouldn't expect Fedor's cardio to go five rounds. Um, but I almost can't see. Can you see Johnson getting him out of there early? Because yeah, I don't. I guess I don't really see Johnson physically as that much of a threat to Fedor. But then, uh, yeah, I also can't really see it going the distance. It's a it's a weird one. Um, I'm. I, I think John. Like I'm leaning towards Johnson, but if I was gonna pick via a method, then I probably have to go decision. I think. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Like when you look at all the Fedor's recent. Well, I say recent. Like most recent was 2019, but he's not had a decision uh, fight since 2016. Like they've all been KOs. Mm, TKOs. No, the last one. Did the last one not? Oh, no, you no, know, yeah, sorry, not, yeah, not Rampage out, didn't he? Uh, yeah, not Rampage out last. Round, uh, round one, round one, round one, round one, round one. I think, <laughs> yes, I think, that's, I think that says a lot. So it's, He's clearly it's still got the, the power. Last, he, wins, he wins all these. Yeah, I mean, I've, three, compl- three, yeah, three, I've three, completely three. changed my mind about the decision there. I don't think... <laughs> uh, <Louis. laughs> 
What are the odds for it? The odds have got against you there. I've no UK odds, but there's always value in betting rounds. But I think, and we'll talk about it later in the show when we talk about Man and Ross's failed bets from the weekend, but I think we were maybe a little bit too specific on, say, Jib Miller. Um, I don't know whether round round betting you get good value, but it's obviously a lot more treacherous, isn't it? But you maybe yeah. the maybe the value here is Timothy Johnson inside the distance. Is there no UK odds on it? No, there will be. They're just they're always very late to bring UK odds up. Bellator, um, particularly usually because like lower down the card are like pretty unfamiliar names and like they haven't had many fights, so they can be quite difficult to price up. Um, and okay. yeah, no, and no disrespect to Bellator, but yeah, to a bookmaker, more people bet on UFC than Bellator, so the priority yeah. would be to get the UFC odds up and, and sorted first and then do oh, Bellator last. Um, we've got to go with the, the, the first round fade off either he wins or he loses. Um, yeah, if you can get a bet somewhere for it not to go past round one and you don't have to specify in which direction it goes, then I'd snap that up with both hands, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going Timothy Johnson inside the distance. Um, we'll put on our social channels, uh, on Twitter, Octagon underscore odds, Instagram, Octagon underscore odds, and Octagon odds on Facebook. We'll put up um, our picks and the odds when those do eventually land and yeah if we have any more picks from that fight between now and then when the odds do drop we'll let you know about them on our channels but lads time to move on because we really wanted to take a deep dive into Paolo Costa and Marvin Vittori this week um, because to me this one really sort of sounds the starting gun so to say on what's going to be a hectic few weeks and there's so many massive fights coming up um, and this one's sort of all up there on its own on this card, so it just takes centre stage. And I think, obviously, both of them are coming into this one um, off a loss to Israel. So it gives them both a bit of a chance to, you know, steal some headlines um, before, you know, 267, 268 and start putting themselves um, in, into some big fights. So yeah, let's get to it. Um, I'm going to start with Sam on this one. Um we saw Marvin Vittori last time out against Israel, and obviously we mentioned Paolo also last fight against Israel. Whose loss to Adesanya was was the most embarrassing or or the most you know the most emphatic in Israel's favour? Do you think? Um, I definitely think the Costa one, uh, the way that it finished, was the most embarrassing. Um, I think he took that uh, very very spitefully. He doesn't want to be friends, as he's been saying. Um, but I think it's sort of a battle for battle for second and they'll probably get uh, another title shot um, for me personally I think Costa um, is better on the feet um, I think he he probably will grind out a victory it's going to be a bloodbath it's going to be a great fight I can't wait to watch it but over the over the course of five rounds which I think it might actually go to to a decision um, I think Costa might edge it he, he'll be too strong too powerful um, and he's got he's got a fire in his belly again yeah, and you, you made a couple of interesting points there about potentially going to decision. Um, Vittori's gone to the cards in nine out of 11 of his UFC fights. That's 81% have gone the distance, um, which is obviously quite high. And 
on the flip side, Cost has only been to the judges once, um, which was in the three-round fight with Yol Romero. Um, well, scrap. In 20... Yeah, I mean, Wolf. obviously, I think... And we might as well just talk about that now, to be honest. Forget what I was even saying about going the distance and what a fight that was. Yeah, one of the one of best well, fights. Like, the great, one of the greatest. Yeah, one of the best fights ever, to be fair, um, considering it was only three rounds as well. Um, you know, both absolute dogs. You know, sometimes when they build up fights and it doesn't quite live up to it and like you expect it to be... This was like the complete opposite where it was like it, it played out exactly how we expected it would, didn't it? Like, it was <laughs> yeah, just at yeah. it from minute one. Yeah, I'm actually go on, go on. I was gonna say, I'm actually of the opinion that um, uh, Romero took that one, you know. Uh, I think I thought that at the time, yeah, at the time. I think, but then I think I rewatched it and I thought I could see how they'd give it either of them. It was very close. Um, but I remember when I was watching it, um, I did agree with that statement, yeah. Um, but anyway, should we talk about that? How, how good is that form against Yolo? Because obviously, um, on Costa's side, he's also coming in off a loss to Israel. Then the fight before that was the Yol fight. He's got a win against Uriah Hall before that, a win against Johnny Hendricks. Like I, I look at Costa's record and I think it's good... It's not great. Bear in mind that Yo Romero, <laughs> I think, has lost five of his last six fights between UFC and Bellator. So, and, and as Hardy just rightly pointed out, it wasn't, you know, an emphatic decision win against Romero. It was very close. So, I, I guess what I'm asking is, it, is Vittori what, probably, other than Adesanya, the biggest test that Costa's ever faced, George? Um. Yes, yeah, yes, because of the wrestling. Um, obviously, the striking factor was what Adesanya won over Costa. Now, my my issue with this fight is, yes, Vittori is a good wrestler, but we saw him, he seemed very limited when he was wrestling Adesanya. Now, we know what he's, what he's like, he gets better. Um, but does that mean he's going to struggle taking these top guys down? Um, Costa's a strong man, and if he... Yeah. Hits Vittori. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And if he hits Vittori, Vittori, I can't see Vittori winning in striking at all. And one thing that Vittori did against Adesanya, which might leave him susceptible, is he went to the striking um, out of just sheer, like, I'm better than you at striking, even though he's not. And he just kept coming at Izzy and kept getting licked up from, from a distance. And I know that's not what Costa's about, but Fuck me, if, if you're going to wade in head forward with these shit punches that Vittori's doing, he might get his chin licked early, you know? Yeah, and that is, the stats very much read out exactly kind of how you've seen it in terms of striking, like, Costa averages 1.3 knockdowns per 15 minutes compared to just 0.9 for Vittori. He, out, he outstrikes him by more than three significant strikes a minute. He lands 57% striking accuracy compared to Vittori at 43%. So surely, yeah, if it, if you know, if Costa's able to keep it on the feet as he was against Romero, because not forget, Romero's a hell of a wrestler as well and very, very strong, and he was able to... Costa was able to, even though he all took him down a few times, he was able to scramble back to his feet pretty quickly. Um, so surely that's what it comes down to, Ross, wouldn't you think, if Vittori is able to take him down and, and 
damage him on the ground, then that's his path to victory. But if Costa can keep it on the feet, then he has all the advantages, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not too far off with that. Um, I think Costa's got pretty good wrestling. He's got a good scramble. And as you said, um, he did pretty well at recovering from Yoel's takedowns. However, from what I've seen from Costa, he tends to... Uh, go full on straight away and gasses himself out quite easily. Um, Vittori has never been finished. I think he's got a very good chin. He went five rounds with Izzy. So if Izzy can't knock Vittori out, can Costa? Because Izzy knocks everyone out. So even though like, the, the, like Izzy's like an accurate striker, Costa's like a power puncher. But nevertheless, Vittori went five rounds with Izzy, who's, who's putting everyone out like such Quite easily, point. really. Um, and another thing with Costa, from what I've seen, he doesn't really ch tend to change his game plan. When something's not working, he's, I've, I don't really see him changing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I think Vittori has got a very, he's got a very good gas tank. We've seen it a few times. I saw it against Jack Hermanson, who's very good on the ground, and Vittori got some good ground and pounding against Hermanson. Um, obviously, we've seen him go five rounds with Izzy. And he, he stuck with it. He was, yeah, he got beat hands down. But other than gasoline, no one's done that to Izzy. Uh, so for that reason, I, I think that Costa's going to maybe gas himself out and Vittori's going to take the win. In terms of um, gas tank, I don't know whether this speaks to whether how much this speaks to it, in your opinion. But um, Vittori's average career fight time in the UFC is, is more than 15 minutes. And Costa's is like just over seven minutes. So yeah, we're talking about make it very far, Costa. Vittori's that, averaging, yeah, averaging more than three rounds, though, every time he fights. And I don't think Costa's ever been more than three rounds. He's never been more than three rounds. So. No, I don't think he has. And we still see him gassing out before three rounds. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, take, I take back everything I said about my bet. <laughs> I, I just swayed <laughs> you there, Sam. Those stats have swayed me. Came I in just thought, fire I, then, you know. In my opinion, I just saw a war. I just see two dogs about to go to war. Um, obviously, the knockouts can happen and it, it's looking that way in terms of the stats that it's not going to go past three rounds probably. But um, I'm hopeful and I think that I, I do believe it's going to be an all-out war slugfest. Um, so I can't wait to watch it. In, in, nice terms of, in terms of game plan, obviously we touched on Costa sort of, you know, rushing in, particularly in the early rounds, and that's kind of one of his strengths is that explosiveness uh, in the striking. I thought one of the things that Izzy did really well um, against Costa was he landed, he landed over 20 inside leg kicks in the first seven minutes of the fight and completely disabled Costa. That's what it, I mean. Costa did nothing about that. It didn't change anything no, about his game nothing. plan. He just kept eating them. And that's yeah, what I've seen a lot from him. He just doesn't change stuff when he's getting beat. Having seen that, though, if you were Vittori, surely you'd be saying, OK, I'm going to, especially in round one and two, I'm going to throw some of those leg kicks in early. Yeah, it looked like they did absolute bits. You see the state of his leg. Even after, like, five kicks, it turned in purple. It was horrible. Yeah, done out. Uh, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, got, it's got to be part of the game plan for Vittori, work the legs, because for, for any power puncher or for any striking-based fighter, if you can take the legs, especially the lead leg, then that is disabling a big part of the arsenal because obviously they just can't strike as well. Right, we're gonna have to take we're gonna take a quick break 
And then we're going to come back. We're going to finish going through cost of a Tory. Um, still plenty more for us to chat through. We're going to chat through the bets. We'll quickly run over our bets from last week and then anatomy of a fighter. Okay, part two, episode four of Oxygen Odds. We're right in the middle of previewing uh, Costa against Vittori from this week's UFC uh, Vegas card. Now, we were talking about before the break, it is a very interesting matchup this week. We were just saying that Costa has arguably, well, definitely really, the better striking, and Vittori's the much better wrestler. Um, Ross, we wanted to touch on kind of whether we think it would go the distance or not, because as we were saying, 81% of the Tories fight have gone the distance. On the other hand, only one of Costas has gone the distance. So something's got to give there. Which way are you leaning in terms of does this fight finish inside the distance or not? Yes. So um, I relate back to my previous point of, um, of Costa quickly gassing himself out. Um, I think that the is going to take full advantage of that and, He's going to grind on him and work him. And I think that he might even get like a, a stoppage in the fourth or the fifth, uh, just from maybe, just because Costa's, I can just see him being gassed and Vittori can put the pressure on. And I think he's got good striking, Vittori. He's, even against Adesanya, he landed a few good strikes. Um, he's got power. I mean, Costa's got more power, yeah, but it's not all about that. Um, and one of the main things that you need in this game is cardio. And if you don't have it, then you get exposed big. And big as we mentioned, as we mentioned, Costa has not gone past three rounds. Vittori lives past three rounds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I could With see the Vittori best finishing well. it in four or five. If you were if you were Marvin Vittori, you'd be thinking, right, rounds one, two, I've got to get close to him, smother him, get him in the clinch, tie him up, wear those arms down, you know, take wear him, him down if I, yeah, take him down if I can beat him up if I can. Don't just minimise, especially in those first 10 minutes, the amount of opportunities there is for Costa to land strikes on the feet. Um, but yeah, I don't like I said, I don't think Vittori's striking is bad. Um, he, he's much better at keeping the range and keep striking from distance than I think Costa is. I think Vittori absorbs like three strikes, three or four strikes less per minute than Costa does on average. And I think that speaks to Sam, doesn't it? Costa's style, which is very much kind of in your face. I mean, the famous adage is he walked down Yo Romero. I was trying to get through the whole podcast without saying that. Um, but is that what you would expect him to do in this one? It's just from, because we didn't really see against Izzy either, to be fair, he sort of kept the range. Is that what you think he'll go back to just straight at him? I, I think he sees um, this fight as a, as a, as a, basically a stepping stone. And I think he'll want to just want to walk through him. Um, I don't think he sees Vittori as highly as the rest of us do, and he just want to walk through him. Um, but it's going to be going to be interesting to see how Vittori deals with that being on the back foot, or even if he is going to be on the back foot, they might just both try and exchange. But either way, there's going to be. I think the cardio point is huge as well. It was something that I didn't really think about in terms of um, Costa moving forward, but um, it's going to be interesting to see whether he was sort of reverses back to how he fought with with Izzy. Um, or or just tries to be a dog. See, I think that as much as you're saying Vittori striking in the raid, I think you're underrating Costa's gas tank. Like, how many fights have we seen him in where he's gassed? Um, 
in the Romero fight, he fucking got dropped and they were still swinging in the third round as the bells were coming close. He's not, yeah. I don't, I don't, I think you're yeah, he, he was, I think he was gassed though, still, even though he was swinging and yeah, he can still put it out. I think he was still gassed at that point. But that was, yeah. a, that was a war. Like, I feel like anyone would be gassed at that point. I mean, you can argue that Vittori's a little bit gassed towards the end of the Adesanya fight, though. Yeah, five yeah, that's rounds. That's five rounds. Yeah, he definitely true. was, yeah. True. Round so, five, you're definitely right. True. But what, uh, what we, we don't saying, really guess, know with Costa, and it's not his fault either, is it? It's not his fault no, that he's been knocking people no. out in the first round. Like, it's not... We, we haven't. I mean, it is. It's I mean, it is his fault. I mean, it's nobody, his fault. nobody else is doing it. It's definitely him doing yeah. it. So it is his fault. Not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. directly, directly his fault. But I mean, like you say, you can't sort of discount someone's gas tank until they've had a chance. So be interesting to see if this yeah. one does go the distance. How how costly? Yeah, that's a good point as well. That's a fair point. At least you got one fair point in during the during the course of the podcast. <laughs> out, so uh, welcome. It's, um, it's always important. Fairs. Let's talk. Let's talk odds as well because we're talking about going the distance. Uh, eleven to ten, it goes the distance in this one. Eight to eleven, that it doesn't. For me, um, given Vittori's record, nine out of eleven fights go the distance. I think it'd be silly not to take double your money on this going the distance, even just. As a bit of a, a bit of a slip cover, if you like, just just take it on, just because I think this, if you know if it goes the distance again with the Tory, you're going to kick yourself after that you didn't double your money just for for the sake of eleven to ten, aren't you? Yeah, but if you look at Costas as well, what's Costas? Like, like I say, the spectrum, aren't they? Yeah, but it, like I mean, the, it's not literally the, yeah the, the the other end of the spectrum. So a wise man would go in the middle and say it's it's going to end in round four or five maybe. Yeah, yeah I've I'm got I've got Costa via TKO around that time. Costa TKO round four, round five. I suppose you'd get your value there, but um, adding make a good point. Nine out of eleven is huge. Like it's it's interesting to see. But how many times has has Costa done five round? Not He's never done five rounds. So, Obviously, was scheduled five rounds with Izzy, but he only made it to two. Um, and then yeah. all the others have been three rounds scheduled, so he hasn't had the chance to go five rounds. Well, he has, and he got he got slept. But yeah. <laughs> aside, aside from, aside from that, it wasn't his fault. That one wasn't his fault. Izzy <laughs> literally didn't give him a chance to go five rounds. Is what I'm saying. And um, humped him when he finished with it. Yeah, yeah. George, no, I um, cost the TKO is nine to four um, at the minute. Good value. Yeah, I've got is that. It, I've, you, you like? I've that? got that. Yeah. I think instead of going for the five rounds, like I said earlier, that's probably the the flip side bet for me. Um, the W for Costa, but he's going to finish him. That's his method of victory in it. Like if Costa's going to win, he's going to win by KO TKO. And I think oh. on the you don't side, know though Vittori's, because yeah, <laughs> if if Vittori's chin holds up, then Costa outstrikes him. And like I said, I know Vittori's a wrestler and he has got wrestling credentials, but he didn't look like he was that strong against Izzy. Yeah. So, so it, you never know. Costa could win a decision victory if both of those factors play. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and I guess one of the things against he landed four takedowns against Izzy. The Tory did obviously landed four yeah. takedowns, but never really progressed the position at any point. 
and didn't really do too much damage. And so he was He didn't look strong against Izzy. He didn't look no, strong against he, Izzy. That, that was, I think that's the point, but is that he lost 50-45 and he still landed four takedowns. So the takedowns that he did land weren't really that significant. So he also, if he is going to rely on his takedowns, bear in mind, then he landed 11 takedowns in his first nine UFC fights and he's landed 15 in his last two. So at some point there's been a switch flipped and he said, right, I'm going to lean on the wrestling more than he has previously. But I just, I, I just think he has to in this one when he do, if and when he gets Costa on the ground, he has to do some damage. He has to, try, you know, try and get a submission. Yeah. Um, Hold him there for a bit at least, maybe. Yeah, and I think if he can do that in the first couple of rounds, Costa will lose a lot of that explosive power, and that opens up a decision victory. Seven for four, Vittori decision. Um, so again, pretty good value. Um, and I think that's his most likely. I can't. I I can see the d- Marvin this decision more than I can see a Marvin KO or submission. So yeah, if you're going to take on Marvin, I would say do it by decision. And if you're going to take on Costa, then we all agree, don't we? KO TKO nine to four TKO. It's going to be some yeah, good stupid be like a Vittori a Vittori heel lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that is that is MMA, isn't it? That is MMA. That's UFC, exactly. That's why we fucking tune in every week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Go on. If I could make one final plea for Marvin Vittori as as take him on the favorite, he's four to six favorite. I, I just want to bet on him to win. Um, every UFC fight that Marvin Vittori has gone off as favorite, he's won. So to me, that gives me a lot of confidence that the bookies are seeing him as the four to six favorite here, Costa at, at six to five to go with the bookies on this one because they haven't been wrong. Yeah. Yet. yeah, I've got to agree with uh, with the bookies, I think. Um, obviously, I can see Costa winning, but I don't I don't think he will win. Okay, hands hands up. Costa decision at nine to four. Who's having it? We'll have it put in the spreadsheet. Sam, George. So cost a decision. Cost a decision. I'm going. I'm going. Decision for you. No. No. Cost a TKO. I'm and I'm going Marvin Vittori by decision at seven to four. Ross. Well, if I was actually putting a bet on for this, it'd be part of my accumulator, and I'd just put Vittori to win. But if it was just a single bet and I want to have some fun, I'm going to say Vittori, round four TKO. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll let you off with the TKO as a free because you wouldn't, you don't have to put the bet up if you don't want. I'm putting this bet up. This is my selection for this week is Marvin Vittori by decision seven to four. Um, that's the one I'm going for this week. We'll touch on last week, Ross, because let's be honest, it didn't go, didn't go great for us, did it? Um, Almost yeah. did. I mean, it was close, but... Yeah, we'll touch on that in a minute. My other bet is the fight to go the distance in this one. Um, obviously, if I'm going for Marvin by decision, it makes sense to try and double up on that 11 to 10 that I mentioned earlier. Um, we, any other bets from you chaps for this one before we uh, we move on? Yeah, not for this he- fight. I've got some on the card, but not this fight. Get, get Vittori heel lock round one odds for me. Um, Costa we'll, round one is we'll pretty nah, good. Costa really. <laughs> round two. Yeah, eleven to two, cost around one. If you think cost around cost around two, nine to one. The difference between round one, eleven to nine. That's to all one, right. That's pretty two. good. Nine to yeah. one, round two, cost. Yeah. That's pretty good. That. Yeah. The odds speak to the the odds speak to the later. The later <laughs> goes, cost the cost cost around one or two. Cost around one or two is a decent bet to put a five on. I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, round one, a lot of the time, it's sort of a feeling out process, isn't it? With majority of fights, so right, nine to one, round two. Uh, it might be worth a five of that. 
Interesting to hear. Ross, you <laughs> mentioned that, because I'm staying away from the accumulators this week. Um, again, we'll touch on that why in a second, but I want to keep some money in the bank for 267, 266. You're stepping up with an accumulator for us this week, aren't you? I am, mate, yeah. I'm going to chuck one on. You want it? Yeah, I want it, mate. You chuck it on and I'll try and I'll price it up quickly. Give it to you. us. Right, so I've got Vittori to win. These are just like outright wins, no yeah, method. Sure, sure. So I've got Vittori to win. Uh, Worthy is fighting. He's a little beast. He's fighting Herbert. Um, I'm, not <laughs> Herbert too, I'm not too sure. I've not seen much <laughs> of Herbert. His, but, uh, is Herbert, is that his first name or his second name? It is Jai, second Jai, name. It's Jai Herbert. Yeah. Jai Herbert, great name. I'm gonna to have to keep um, that. That is a great name, but it doesn't get my vote. I think Worthy will beat him. Um, six to six to four, great value for Karma Worthy to beat Jai Herbert. Huh? Yeah, I think Worthy will take it. And I've got uh, Tabitha Ricky to beat Maria Oliveira. Nice two in to the five. And then we've got right here's some names for you: Nikolai Negumeran. <laughs> probably nothing <laughs> like that. Um, to beat. Ike Villanueva. It's Isaac Villanueva. Villanueva. You going for uh, Nikolai? Yeah, Nikolai will take that, I think. And that's my four. Yeah. Four fold. That's 7.43 to one, Ross. So £10 returns you £84.26 on that. So nice little bet just yeah. to run it back. It's Vittori to win, uh, Karma Worthy to win, Tabitha Ricky to win, and uh, Nikolai uh, Nagamarino to win as well. 7.43 to 1. Remember, job you gambled. Thanks. I'm pretty sure I butchered it, but I just went through it quickly. <laughs> so, it sounded, so it sounded like I knew what I was doing. I just went straight yeah. through it and butchered yeah. it. Yeah, it worst of mine, mate. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, remember, please gamble responsibly. Um, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. We're not big bettors here. We're just doing it for fun. Um, so yeah, gamble responsibly. Just quickly, we'll touch on last week's bets as well, Ross, because it could have gone better. And it could have gone worse. I'll run you through mine first if you want. Because um, I had uh, Jim Miller to win by submission. And we touched on this earlier in the show. Maybe we were trying to be a bit too specific here because we could have got, we got nine to four, by, uh, sorry, nine to two by submission. We could have got nine to four just inside the distance and we would have covered off, covered off the KO anyway and we still would have made two and a half times on. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. We were, maybe we were a bit too specific with that one. So that's 10 pounds. Um, down for me that one. I also had um, a five fold, which was let down by Aspen Lad at the top of the card. Um, just touching on Aspen Lad, it'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on the MMA Twitter topic of the week, um, which was um, Aspen Lad's coach in the corner between rounds. Has anyone seen it? Has anyone got a strong opinion on on whether he was too far or not? So no one seem like it. No, seems like no one's got a strong opinion. <laughs> I'm looking at an empty chair where I'm looking at an empty chair where Sam is sat. Um, Hardy, have you seen the Have you seen the video? First of all, no, I haven't. That's why I've not answered. Okay, fine. Well, basically, she. I mean, she didn't perform like she were. She was very sluggish in the first three and a half rounds. And he was kind of yeah. rightly pointing out, like, you've got to throw punches and bunches. Like, she was throwing jab, but she wasn't throwing anything behind it. And she was just kind of coasting away from the fact, but she was losing on every, she was losing every round. Like, DeMont was just picking her off from range. Um, and, yeah, he got a bit aggressive um, towards the fourth and fifth round. He used to say, like, you just said, like, please tell me, like, what the fuck you are doing. Like, you're not listening to me. Like, you've got to throw punches and bunches. And you just get a bit aggressive. And then it also gets a bit weird because 
lad and a coach are also dating. So it's part coach fighter relationship, part yeah, part boyfriend girlfriend relationship. It always makes it a bit different. But yeah, MMA Twitter oh, was all Perry. over it. Yeah, MMA. Well, <laughs> MMA Twitter was all over it. It's like she's a professional fighter. She knows what she's doing. And then other people are like, do you know what I mean? Like no one's, none of these people have clearly ever like had a coach in in their life or anything. Yeah, yeah, you could say that, but you also say like, he's a professional coach. He knows what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> so I mean, if none of you have got a strong opinion, we'll be like, anyway, she was disappointed and yeah, she lost um, a decision to Norma Dumont. So that let down uh, two of my accumulators that I had in her in. The only thing that saved my night, thankfully, Manon Faroe, Jim Miller, and Corner Lossy, treble. Um, I, yeah, Faroe. It was impressive. Miller, we talked about in terms of getting the knockout. Maybe we were a bit too specific on that one. But that 10 units on that returned me um, 33.70, which gave me a slim £3.70 profit for the night. <laughs> so Easy money. Still profit, though. Still profit, boy. Profit is profit. And I don't mean to brag. Since the start of the show, that takes me to an overall profit of £85.10, which gives me a nice um, bit of kitty to attack some very bulky cards at 267 and 268 with many, many three, four, five folds. So I'm excited for that. Ross, your bet. Um... <laughs> yeah, Ross, how much have you got saved up? <laughs> <laughs> Ross, your one bet from this week, if I'm not mistaken, was Aspen Lad, Jim Miller and Andrea Lofsky to win. Uh, for as well. Oh, sorry, I'm for all. So yeah. Three out of four, not bad. Three out of four. That's what I mean. We almost got it with but Aspen Lad just uh didn't get it done. Did she? I almost put Dumont on as well. I almost went for a Should have coulda. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're back we're back to the way we were last week if my if my auntie had wheels. Yeah. But overall on the Excel sheet, it, it takes you back to zero. I'm not gonna lie to you. It could be worse. You could be in the minus. Could be worse. But you Go are ahead, back to zero. So I'm hoping <laughs> for your sake this I'm hoping for your sake that this this 7.43 accumulator pays that, off. That's, that's why we've put it on, mate. Yeah, we, yeah. Need, we need to get in the plus, so that's why I've chucked it on. And finally, George Hardy, you only gave us one bet last week, is Lad Miller Arlowski treble, which obviously for the same reason um, lost. That puts you on minus 10, but you've only given us one bet um, in the show so far. So hopefully again this week you can get a couple on the board and we'll all have something to play with for next week. Sam... I'll add you to the Excel sheet. Give me great pleasure to add another person to this Excel sheet. So, yeah. <laughs> I think Costa, I think Costa round two is a decent one. And listen, if I do that, fifty good returns on a fiver. Can't really go wrong there. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Back yourself, then. Put your money in now. Yeah, I put my mouth on money. <laughs> the great nice. thing about the spreadsheet as well, George, is we're doing it in units. And it's ten units per bet, so. If it comes in, you'll be right quids in ahead of 267, 268, and you won't be 42, right? If it, if it doesn't, right. Lads, I'm looking forward to this because Ross threw something in our in our group chat earlier in the week, which was like a combination picture of various fighters. Okay, who's got the best boxing? Who's got the best kicks? Who's got the best jiu-jitsu? And it like all brings together to make like the dream fighter. Um, so obviously last week we chatted about our pound for pound. So that would be fun this week if we had our own go uh, at building the Octagon Odds Dream Fighter. And I believe we've got one, two, three, 12 categories to run through. Um, not enough. A, not enough categories. I mean, if you are still listening, good luck, because this could get 
very argumentative um, and very long. <laughs> we're going to just go straight into it, though, um, and we're going to start with boxing. So if you could pick anyone's boxing in the UFC, Sam Mansfield, who are you picking in there? Boxing. Boxing. Boxing with the hands. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what is it? Is it not, that? Is that not another kickboxing? Sport? Not kickboxing. I only know MMA. Um, <laughs> been kickboxing. kickboxing. So but boxing. Not. If we're going off um, raw boxing, see, you could sort of cater for striking or boxing. Um, and in my opinion, just because someone can leg kick as well doesn't mean doesn't make them a bad boxer. Um, pound for pound, who would I want to come up against least as a boxer would probably be um, Izzy. Um, even though he's not traditionally known as a, a boxer, his pro is probably boxing, his striking is ridiculous. Counter like, striking is next level. Like he's the nothing, best striker. No one uh, in my stratosphere beats him um, striking wise. And, and probably for that reason, I'd have him as the best boxer. Ross, boxing. We've got one vote for Israel Adesanya so far. What have you got? Yeah, I've got to go with the diamond, Dustin Poirier. I think there's just straight up boxing. There is just no one. Him and, him and Max Holloway are the, are the two for me, but Poirier obviously beat him. Um, I think in just the boxing fight, he could probably beat anyone pound for pound. In my, well, that's the whole point of this, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just can't root against... Poirier, when it comes to boxing, he's just so, so on like on the like moving forward while he's advancing, he can strike, he can strike while he's moving back. He throws like fucking nine, ten piece combo sometimes as he's moving forward. Just everything's so sharp, so powerful, so accurate, so accurate, which is the main thing. Timing, everything's dialed in, so no one comes above DP for me. So what I've got a question for you. How are you um, in terms of your point, Ross? How are you picturing this? Are you picturing this as they've got boxing gloves on, they're in a boxing ring, they're having a twelve-round boxing fight, or are you picturing this as um, the two fighters, MMA gloves, they're just restricted to just boxing? Because if you see it that way, in my eyes, you could, you've got a much more different approach to the fight. But if we're talking, I'm picturing. I'll tell you what, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it as a robot that we're building, we're programming it. All right, who's boxing are we taking? Right, out of anyone in the UFC, if we were going to install it into this computer yeah. man, <laughs> okay, who, yeah, yeah, who's yeah, boxing would I take? Regardless of weight, regardless of division, like if I wanted their technique, their power, whatever, like who's boxing would you take? You, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing you'd probably stick by what you said, Dustin. Yeah, and, and is he sit? Would that be the same for you, Sam? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh. I mean, obviously, Adesanya is the least robotic about, but I think he's uh, the best. Hardy, boxing, who have you got? So, my, the guy that I'm going to go for, you probably already know who it is. Clean, crisp, striking, moving forward. Unbelievable, counter-striking, quick, fast, accurate, powerful. So, Ben Askren is my pick. <laughs> yes. yes. Obviously. That was Obviously. pick number two. <laughs> no, so Justin Poirier, I have to be Ross. I have to back Ross as well up on that. I think the cleanest, most efficient boxer, probably one of the most accurate boxers, can strike forward, can strike backwards, can counter strike. Unbelievable guard, great head movement. Nothing not to like about Poirier's boxing. Yeah, I'll be honest. I had Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier written down, so I think that pretty much settles it unanimously that 
in our yeah combined fighter robot that we're now building and um, that we're going to take Dustin Poirier's boxing. Yeah. Right, moving on. Yeah. Kicking. Imagine next fight he just sees but goes Anyway, kicking wise, Sam, you already mentioned Adesanya's kicks. That's the who I had that when when we said when I was trying to who's got the best kicks in the UFC, that was the name that kept coming to my mind, the Starbender. Because he's just yes. got so, such a different variety of kicks. Leg I know kicks, again, kicks, got, head kicks. Ross has got one again. No, he's not. <laughs> oh. No, he's not. But again, again, he was on the shortlist though too, right? When the was on the shortlist, I thought you were it's, it's, In my opinion, it's, it's again, it's up to interpretation how you pick it. You pick <coughs> what what is the the best leg kick, most damaging leg kick in a fight I've seen, or is it who's got the most general leg kicks? Probably the second, to be fair. Can but in we, turn, I've got a bit of a rogue thing. one. Whichever you gone, think is more important. I've gone important. for a bit of a rogue one. I've got a bit of a rogue one. Volkanovski. I think oh. his, his leg mean kicks, kicks are mean. Yeah, mean. Yeah, they are. And what they he are. did to Max was just like, it swayed it, didn't it, didn't it really? And I think <laughs> leg kicks like that are, are huge nowadays. Yeah, man. Although this isn't who's got the best leg kicks. Like, could you, could you see Volkanovski throwing a wheel kick? No, 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 you're right, obviously, or, or, or a hook kick or anything other than a leg kick, really. Ha, maybe a body no. kick, maybe, maybe no. a roundhouse to body. So, for mine, I've gone with Edson Barboza. I think when, when you look at when you look at kicks, I knew you'd go for no one kick. has got no one has no one's got kicks like him. No one can, like him. Nah, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't have the wheel kicks that Barboza has, and like just the. Yeah, but Barbosa's I, I actually the question mark kick of Adesanya. So it goes both ways. Yeah, the question mark kick is a joke. That's what I would have yeah. gone with Izzy for seconds. Because this is a joke. But Barbosa's yeah. a great shot. All of his finishes with um, kicks yeah. are just like speak for themselves, don't they? He's yeah. got, a, I'm pretty sure he's got like two or three wheel kick knockouts. He's got, I'm pretty sure he's got a hook kick. Um, the, yeah, some of his leg kicks are like awfully good. Awfully um, <laughs> good. If you if you're looking at like kickboxing, yeah, is is better, but just kicks, I just, I, yeah, that's just my choice, Barbosa. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, well, yeah, well, I don't. It's a good choice, and Hardy thinks you're wrong, but that's Hardy thinks you're wrong. <laughs> so let's introduce Hardy. What's, what's the right what answer, think, George? Give us the right uh, answer. Uh, ben Askren. <laughs> Come on, Adesanya. It's Adesanya all day. Yeah, nobody's got nobody's got the arsenal that that man's got. Um, Barbosa might have stronger oh, kicks, more powerful kicks, but he—he's he, not—they're not as technical and they're not as good. Um, is he throwing like every kick you can imagine? Body kicks, teep kicks, leg kicks, oblique kicks, head kicks, question mark kicks, spinning kicks. Do you know kicks. what I mean? It, it's everything you could possibly want um, from a fighter. That well, if you're a kickboxer, that's why his kickboxing record's get- so good. I think again, our majority rule, Adesanya is going to have to take this one. Um, so we'll we'll stick him in for kicking, and we'll move on to the third category we've got, which is wrestling. Now there are a lot of contenders 
in the UFC. This was at the solid. So hard. Though. Really? Do you how current are we being? How, how current are we being? Active, active fighters. fighters. I think active you can't have active. you can't have Khabib. The Khabib's the right answer. Khabib. Yeah, it would Habib. be. You can't have Khabib or Jones. Nah, it would okay. be Khabib, but now now it's Usman. Yeah, of course it'd be Khabib. Um, that 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 does change things. Um, difficult, isn't it? Um, because there's I, so I, many contenders. Yeah, interested to hear yours, Ross. I've got. I've got two which I couldn't dis- no I know I know my answer but I want to give you my honourable mention my honourable mention and I'm going to do <laughs> the, the podcast prior to this a bit of justice get this Shevchenko think think yeah. about her ground game think about the, her the clinch as well. her, ta- her clinch her takedown whenever she gets in the clinch she takes she, she takes them down if that's what she wants to do every time once she gets them down, she controls them for as long as she wants. She's so much stronger than every opponent she fights. But is see that that was my honorable mention. My my actual answer was uh, Makachev. See, I, think you, I, I think your honorable, your honorable no, mentions uh, better than better yeah. than the suggestion. Like, I also had Makachev. I've also got Makachev on my list. Though. I'm not lying. I, I couldn't narrow it down, but I've got Islam on there as well. Just gonna say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was yeah, I quite like the sound of Chef Janko as well because I feel like I needed to get her in on the list somewhere, and I think wrestling was a good place to get her. So I, I'd be happy with either of them too. Okay, I, 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 like I said, I've got Islam as one of mine. Hardy, I know you might not necessarily agree with that one, so I'm interested to hear who you've got. You said Usman, didn't you? George, not, say, not saying anything at the minute because he's on mute. Sorry, I was muted. I'm not even going to get into the Islam thing because we've been through the, you know, I feel about it. Yeah, we've already been through it. We've yeah. Through that. Um, but yeah, it's Usman, proven. Um, Usman or Covington, funnily enough. One yeah, of yeah Covington was on I my was literally, I was literally, that would be on my list as well. Yeah, one of those. I'd personally put, I'd put Covington above Usman, to be honest. Um, I think like a lot of us rogue boss opinion. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of what we start calling you rogue. A lot of what we've seen from Usman is like pressure wrestling, like leaning on a pole. Like look what he did to Woodley, yeah, he out wrestled him, but he just lent on him. Look what he did to Masvidal, he just lent on him. Like yeah. how, how much have we actually seen Usman on the ground wrestling? Do you know what I mean? Whereas Colby, what? we have we've seen a lot what? from Colby. Do you know why we've not really seen that with Usman? He's got one hundred percent takedown defense record yeah. in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that's significant. We've got takedown defense on our Full list, as well. but I, I don't know how. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's how many people tried against, against the best in the world. The best yeah. in the world, and we've got one hundred percent. So, so I don't he's know how. The type we've... of guy that you're not you're not going to you're not going to initiate wrestling with Usman, are you? No, like, so how many, how many attempts have actually been thrown at him? Like, yeah, fair, 100% is 100%. There's no, no shade in that. But how many attempts have been thrown at him? That, just, I mean? that goes back um, to the fact that he's so good at wrestling. Nobody wants to wrestle with him. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? But that, that, that also goes back so, to my point. Where I'm just going to say, in order, to, in order to make the official UFC record list for takedown defence, you have to have had minimum five UFC fights and minimum 20 takedowns attempted. So he's stuffed at least 20 out of 20 takedowns in the UFC. Yeah, fair, fair. But that's a different um, aspect that we've got, takedown defence in it. So 
Yeah. Maybe we should maybe we shouldn't let that point. So we're talking really about offensive offensive wrestling. So who's got the best offensive wrestling? I guess uh, that's easy. Ben Askren. Yeah, but that's actually probably I mean, like reasonable. In one, that's in, actually, yeah. actually not a shout. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I think Miocic was good um, going forward, like taking down. I think yeah, Covington's maybe going what forward. About, Derek um, Lewis. Marad Davalish Philly. Derek Lewis, yeah. Marad Davalish Marad Davalish Philly. Yeah, that's fair. I, I can, I can, yeah. not proven enough. Again, yeah, I won't yeah, put him in up terms there. Of, Oh, yeah, but he mauls people. Do you know what I mean? He's ragdolls people. Right? He's got a ridiculous number of UFC takes. There's like, like 39 in his last two fights or something, the last two or three fights. Like he ragdolls people. Just an option. It's sort it's similar to like, like um, Chimaya. Uh, no, Chimaya. Um, what's he called? The Russian with the mad lip. Uh, he's got the cut on his lip. He dogs like this, brother. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, that narrows it down, Ross. Thanks. Chimaya. Wait, did... Yeah, yeah, that's Have you said Yeah, and then I just I convinced myself I was wrong, but um, yeah, that's sort of the same as him with with uh, Demarcus Philly. In it, he's like he's ragdolls people, but yeah, not prove, And I know, yeah, to be fair, you could say that about Makachev. To be fair, but um, we've got to make we've got to make a decision here because we can't have Khabib. So who are we right, having so for offensive? Well, Khabib, can't have GSP. Can't have, I've got to go with Usman. The one thing that the pound for pound is known for is his wrestling. It's proven in stats, so um, you're a silly man to think that it can't be Usman. Yeah, I'm happy to put Usman in. We're not, yeah, our wrestling our wrestling's going to be pretty good from this robotic fight if we've got Usman in, so pretty happy with that. Um, then, we've yeah. got four, four minutes until we're going to go to another short break, so let's, I don't know if we can do jujitsu in four minutes because... Let's go for a break many. right now. Okay, I like that. Let's go for a break, man. Right? <laughs> Let's go for a break right now. Treat, treat, treat the listeners to a break. You know what? You can have a break early. You know what? Yeah. All right, have we're going for a break. All right, guys, we'll be back after the break. Right, part three. We're going to continue running through our anatomy of a fighter. We've we've nailed three positions so far. Um, we've taken Dustin Poirier's boxing. We're taking Israel Adesanya's kicks. And we're taking Kamara Usman's wrestling. I know we want to run through this quickly because two of our, our quartet have got their respective teams in Champions League action tonight. So next on the list, not going to be an, an easy one, I'm afraid, lads. It's jiu-jitsu. Who's out of the UFC? Who's jiu-jitsu are we taking? Honestly, mate, I think it is an easy one. Charles Oliveira. I just don't. Amazing, there's obviously mate. there's a lot of contenders, obviously, but he's got the most submissions ever in the UFC. And he's, it just speaks for himself when you see him. Um, he's formidable on the ground. Nobody wants to be there with him. Easy um, one. I, I, I think it is an easy one, to be honest. Any other yeah. advances, I guess, on Charles Oliveira? Yeah, uh, I've got a lot of others, but go on. I mean, there's people, there's people in there, but the way that he's ground his way up back to the top from from, from where he was, and that's on the basis of his jiu-jitsu, I think it speaks for itself. So, uh, I'd argue it's on the basis of him adding striking to his game because he's yeah, always had the jiu-jitsu. That's why I'm saying that's his base. Yeah. His base has been, that's that's what's got him through. Yeah, um, he's evolved his striking. Yeah. yeah. Um, go on then, other, no, other notable ones up there, 
Damien Meyer, uh, maybe Brian Ortega's up there. Ortega, yeah, but yeah. again, we've got to think about what that. You know who's jujitsu? Actually, uh, it's a bit of a road shout, maybe because he doesn't have that many submission wins in the UFC. But um, Michael Chiesa, like I just really enjoy watching him on the ground. I mean, he's very fluid and he's good on the uh, ground. Yeah, yeah, I just. I like watching him on the ground. It was one of the, I remember watching one of his fights, I can't remember which one now, and just sort of, he was on the ground pretty much for the whole 15 minutes. And it was so interesting, like how fluid he was and the way he sets things up and sets traps. But yeah. I know that, yeah, statistically, he isn't, he's nowhere near Charles, um, like you say, Ross. No. 14 I, submission wins for Charles Oliveira. Yeah. The next nearest is 11. So who's, who's on 11? Damien Meyer. Oh, the other ones yeah, up there, are Jim Miller, I'm... 10, Nate Diaz, 9. Yeah, Nate's up there. Um, do you know who is up there with, maybe not now, but like a couple of years ago, Tony Ferguson, his ground game was so good. And even though he got three out of three rounds beat against Oliveira, if we're putting Oliveira first, like best jiu-jitsu, and the majority of that fight against Tony was on the ground, Tony's defence was still class. Like Even though he did get well and truly beaten, the fact that he defended on the ground for three rounds against Oliveira, he held his own. Like obviously, he was in a defensive position. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he pretty much break his arm in a, in, a, in an armbar at one point? As yeah, well. my, brother, like, my 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 brother had a bet. I think he would have got two hundred quid or something if Tony tapped out there. And, oh, uh, I remember that. It, I remember his remember his arm was pointing the other way, wasn't it? And he was just Man, not tapping. Yeah, oh. uh, but yeah, I think Charles is the shout. Really? Uh, yeah, I think there's plenty of categories yeah. a bit further down this list where Tony Ferguson might be perfect. But yeah, unless yeah, George, yeah. you've got a suggestion above Charles Oliveira, I think we can pretty much lock him in, can't we? I think we can lock him in pretty easily. Yeah. Right, now, Will, Charles Oliveira, that's who's jiu-jitsu we're taking. And that brings us on to our next one. Um, and there was only one person on my list for this one, I'll be honest, lads, and it's knockout power. <laughs> yeah. Better than you know. <laughs> Francis Ngannou. <laughs> That's all. Like it's it's factual. Hardest punch in the world ever recorded. That's right, but it's only because he's the heaviest. Like if we if we're going pound for pound, who else is up there with mad power? Do you know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know what oh, I saw? I saw I saw in an Costa, interview. Yeah, nice. I saw in an interview with Usman and Rose um, that they were saying. I'm pretty sure they were saying that Gaethje pound for pound hits like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Say, people say that as well. Like, as well. I'm pretty sure Tony Ferguson it. said that about Gaethje as well, that he's the hardest, the, the hardest yeah. thing he's ever been. Poirier definitely as well. Yeah. Poirier, Poirier said, Poirier's fought both of them. He's fought Gaethje and McGregor. He said McGregor hits harder. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, but he's, he was McGregor's... Is McGregor's power or is McGregor's like timing and accuracy? Um, yeah, I, I think, think that equates timing. to power. Yeah, it does equate yeah, to yeah. power. But no, we've got to put on Garnu. There's no two ways about it. Francis. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Francis and Garnu knock out power. Yeah. I think. Don't think there's any. If we're putting together this this perfect robot, and yeah, with all due respect <laughs> to, to Dustin, oh I think I'd rather have Francis's power. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. nightmares of this robot. Me. <laughs> we, by the way, we've not had it. Are we just having. We can't have like the same person twice. So we say that. Interesting you say that because the next one is takedown defence. And obviously we talked about Usman's insane 100%. Yeah, I, I don't think we should. I think we should not have the same. We can only have the same person. Yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy. Do you know who else? Uh, 
depends whether we had this argument last week about whether he's uh, in the FC. Another one, I think John Jones has got like 95 or 96% yeah, take down. Like, when do you ever see John Jones get taken down? He's not a fighter. Just Gustafsson, weren't he? He's the first one. He took him down, like, and then he stuffed like all the Johns, didn't he? Which was mad. He's so not a fighter, fight. says George. Um, he's not a fighter. He's yeah. not an active fighter. We had this argument on last week's show, I'm afraid. So, he's not right. uh, yeah, he's not right. Yeah, yeah, Jones isn't in contention for this conversation. Yeah. I'll, I can so, run you through some of the stats if you want to see, tell you who else is up there with them. John Jones, 95, 95% takedown defence, John Jones. Eddie Wineland, 93.3% takedown defence. Uh, Jimmy Rivera, 92.6. Renan Barrow, 92.5. Other notable names up there. Bilal Mohammed above 90%. Piotr Jan, 90%. Alexander Rakic, 90%. Jeff Neal, 90%. Any of those stand out to you as... Um, none, of, none of them are my choice, no. Go on, um, give me a I, choice. There's, there's, there's two that shine in this category for me. Um, the one that didn't make it is Max Holloway. And um, the guy that made it is Robert Worker. Yeah, Worker. That was my um, suggestion. Yeah. Not just from this, but this is where like my fascination with Whitaker's takedown defence came. The two fights with uh, Yoel Romero, obviously he's a silver medal, uh, silver medalist uh, wrestler and he just could not take Bobby Knuckles down. He just tried and that first fight he tried and tried and tried and tried and he just couldn't do it and Whitaker's shown it so many times that he can do that and he does it against everyone. So does Max but I just think um, Whitaker deserves that, 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 that slot. Max's takedown yeah, defense comes with pressure a lot of the time as well, doesn't it? Like you're almost so under pressure from his striking that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, the thing that now we've decided that we're not putting has, has anyone got Whitaker in for any of the other attributes further down the list? Because I've actually got him in for another one further down the list. I had him. No, I, had got him. Him. I had Usman again, um, but I've been ruled over and can't say that now. So if it wasn't Usman, it'd probably be Whitaker as well. Can't see. I'll show. Yet. I'll show my cards on Rob Whitaker. Here. I had Rob Whitaker down as fight IQ, yeah, because no, I think he's excellent fight IQ. Everyone that goes in the, in the octagon with him, you know, Darren Till, etc. They all say it's a chess match, like with his striking, you yeah, know, his yeah. feints and the way, as Ross said, he manages um, like takedowns against the likes of Yoel Romero. That I had him in there as as fight IQ because when 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 I was looking at him, it was the first name that came to mind was Bobby Knuckles has got a great fight IQ. Yeah, but I'd happy knowledge. I'd happily put him in takedown defense as well though. But I just wanted to make that point that yeah I've also got Bobby Knuckles in fight IQ. So yeah. um George have you got takedown D Tony. Bobby Knuckles. Yeah. Bobby nice. Knuckles. Tony. What about you Sam? Any other T- Tony Tony's Tony? not really no, no not really takedown defense Tony really is it it's more like being able to Defend on his back once he's down. Yeah, he's fucking sick yeah. off his back. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, not sick enough. No, yeah, not recently anyway. But yeah, no, Bobby Knuckles. Uh, yeah, so that's cemented, I think, isn't it? Bobby, Bobby Knuckles could take down, dude. George, you have, are you having spoilers on the Champions League? Was it no spoilers? Um, I'm watching it right now, and I did celebrate okay. silently. If that's what you're asking. Okay. <laughs> Congrats. What was uh, it from? A, was it from a corner? Christensen scored a yeah, killer half volley from a just a aspilicueta cross into the box. 
And Miles yeah, Chelsea that's going Christensen's one. first goal. That's Christensen's first goal for Chelsea. That and Miles Chelsea going one. Look, Ronaldo's tr- tried to run too fast and fallen over while sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going great in the football. <laughs> no, to be fair, he's been pushed. He's been pushed. But anyway, <laughs> back to the fights. What have we got next? We've got, Bobby Knuc- we've got Bobby Knuckles in his takedown defence then. So that rules him out of any of the other ones. So next on our list is cardio. <laughs> Now, there's obviously a few notable options here. So, I'll go to you, Sam, first this time. Who have you got in there for cardio? Max. The blessed. Blessed Max. Yeah, I've got Max too. Yeah, got him. so bad. I think that guy has, like, for example, Ortega, most strikes. I don't know when he got beat, actually, but at one point he had most strikes in UFC and one UFC fight. And by the end of it, he probably could have done that again. To be fair. Do, do it again against Calvin Cater. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about saying that, but he probably uh, broke his own record. Is that what he did? Yeah, mental. Yeah, yeah. broke his own joke. record. Yeah, that's that Hawaiian cardio that. Have you got Adam? Um, I had Max in there as well. There was a few, obviously, the Diaz brothers jumped straight yeah, to mind. Tony, Tony's Tony Ferguson's got un- sure. unbelievable cardio. <laughs> yeah, all, maybe better than Max, but I put him somewhere. Yeah, else you're right. Actually, Usman has great cardio again. Oh, yeah. and Colby actually, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now I'm sticking with Max. Yeah, Colby yeah, has um, got excellent cardio, hasn't he? Could you not yeah. say John yeah. Jones has good cardio? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got good, that fighter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Bye. he's got very good cardio, but he's not included in the list, unfortunately. All that, yeah, all so that, all so that yeah, running so away from. Probably more Farrah, but um, he's not a fighter. He's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on the list. <laughs> all, that, all that running away from USADA officers has served him quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, right, Cardio, we'll put Max Holloway in because we don't have him in elsewhere. Um, and speaking of the Diaz brothers, we might not have put him in for Cardio, but next on the list is Chin. So whose Chin are we taking? Gastelum or Ortega. Gastelum is an uh, excellent chat. Gastelum is a chat. Um, um, I've got I've got Tony for that. Tony Ferguson. After see just after what Gaethje did to him, man. Get no one, mate. With Gaethje, people last two, three of them big shots that Gaethje puts out. Tony lasted four and a half rounds of it. <laughs> um, I just don't think there's any dispute in that. To be in my eyes, uh, Tony has got the best chin in the world. <laughs> So Ross says there's Man, no I, dispute in that that Tony has got his There's a lot of Is anyone going to dispute it? Yeah, yeah. I, already, I already gave you my pick. Okay, one at a time. I personally think um who did I have in mind? I've completely gone blank. Um oh yeah, that's it. Ortega, the two like the fights with Max, like just show you that he didn't even get knocked out yeah. by Max. And I know Max is the the touch and go and touch and go, not really knockout power, but at the same time, anybody who's like sort of half human couldn't take that amount of like, <laughs> like can't take them bigs. Nobody. But yeah, he's literally was literally a punching bag all night and didn't go down. So that's what it was. I think personally Ortega. Well, he did the same did the same to Cater, didn't he? And so it's like like you said, it's sort of like touch and touch him up and tire him out. It's not for it's not I've got a good one. Has, it? it's like yeah, go on, I've got a good rogue one that you, none of you will have thought of. Um, Rem- ben Askren. Romero. <laughs> yeah, Ben Askren. <laughs> that was going to say Ben Askren again. Uh, uh, Yo, Romero. Yeah that, yeah, that is a big shout. Because, I, I because can't, he's I, the only I, guy that I've seen that get hit with 
like head kicks and leg kicks and bombs and his head doesn't even move. Yeah, but it can't so like, move. Does it can't move? His chin is embedded into his traps. So it's like a mega chin. Oh Lad, the way in it, the way I know you know this, but the way you get knocked out is from your brain rocking, and that's why they call the chin the button. Because when you get on the chin, your head whips, but his traps are so enormous, his head can't whip. So, yeah. so it's a good shout. Um, <laughs> but he's not, he's not actually in the UFC anymore. No, no, he's so right. But are we doing UFC? Or we, we didn't say, fight? we didn't say, we didn't say UFC. We didn't, we didn't, say. no, we didn't. Oh, we just said fight. He's we, not on the just, list. Yeah, we did said we just. He could be on the list. He could be on the list. Still an active fight. I don't think he's ever been knocked out in his career, has he? All of his losses have been. Oh, was he no, he got. Out? No, he did. He got TKO yeah. once. Um, yeah. Rafael, Rafael Cavalcanti. It could be. Well, that's what it says on his record. That's what it says on his record. So I'm hoping. I remember him getting dropped. He got dropped against Costa as well. Yeah, but he bounced right back up and then dropped Costa a yeah, second he did. later, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. To take it back so, to the robot analogy, because you made it physical with Romero's like stature, if I was building this robot, would I rather have Max Holloway's chin or would I rather have Yo Romero's chin? Personally, I think I'd probably rather have Yo Romero's. Yeah, because you've got inbuilt protection. Yeah. Can we give the robot traps? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Can we have a trap section? <laughs> pound for pound traps is defo with me. Costa's all... got some mean traps as well. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Battle of the trap masters. Right, go on there. Who are we putting? Cardio. My vote's Tony. Uh, not cardio, sorry. Chin. Chin. Tony. I, I, I think Tony as well, to be honest. That's why I'd written down. Sure, I, I can't really actually, with that. You can't argue, argue with that, but well, you know that when he fought, I can't remember who he fought, when he shook off and shook yeah, off. Yeah, that was Gaethje. Yeah, that's just, that's mental, personally. The thing is, though, he would have kept going. It was Herb that stepped in. Tony yeah, Hatton no, would have kept going. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was bad that when you saw him shake his head. Equilibrium were gone, weren't it? Right, so Next Tony on, then. Yes. Yeah, Tony's locked oh, in right. for chin. Next on the list is Fight IQ. Um, which can, I just get, can I just get in for cardio? Uh, can we get in goal campaign there? Just I know he's not a fighter, but we get John. <laughs> we mentioned John Jones a few times. Nah, Ben Askren. Yeah, Ben Askren. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tied to right. a massive Fight cardio IQ. for me. Side. <laughs> um, yeah, right, move on. Fight IQ. Um, I made my my pitch before for Robert Whitaker, but I was outvoted on takedown defense, so I can't have Bobby Knuckles on this one. So you, someone else, give us your suggestions. Yeah, I've got I've got two shouts once again. I've got two for quite a few, but um, I've got Stepe or Rose for fight IQ. Interesting. Tell me why why Stepe? Start with that one. I think Stepe mainly is due to the um, the DC trilogy. Um, are we, um, was it the second one where he, uh, I think after the third round or something, it came out with uh, them body hooks and just yeah. absolutely shut yeah. DC down? Like, that was such a good like, change in his game plan. Um, but obviously, it wasn't just that. Like, I feel like every time you watch DP, he knows exactly what he needs to do and he goes out and does it every time, obviously. Well, first fight against Ngannou, that is how you have to fight Ngannou. And that's exactly what he did. And he, he stopped the hype train and he. Um, obviously, the second one didn't really go as planned, but Ngannou evolved big time. 
scared the world. But um, I think Rose is the same. I think she's just so calm and collective and she, she can just figure out what needs to be doing on the spot. Um, we've seen it time and time again. Ball fights with Joanna. Um, Andrade obviously dropped her on her head and beat her. And then the next fight they had, Rose came out and just just did what Rose does and just whooped her. Uh, Whaley just uh, just shocked the world with that Whaley head kick. Um, yeah, I just think she knows exactly what needs to be done every every second of the fight. She knows where she needs to be. She knows where where her opponent is gonna be. Um, so yeah, it's Stipe or Rose for me. So let's see what you boys say. I I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a rogue one. I think due to the fact um, his journey to the top. Uh, who he's beat and how he's beat them. Um, I'm going with Volkanovski. I think the sure. way he's got himself out of situations, I mean, even against uh, like Ortega, you've got to have a certain amount of IQ to get out of both of those yeah. <laughs> situations he found himself in. But I think judging off his fights with Max Ortega and his journey to the top, his IQs. Yeah, the Max fights were literally like a chess match. Like one, one of them would figure out something about the other and then like, and then Volk would figure out something to, to that. Yeah. Like, and it exactly. just go on and on and on. Like the whole fight, it was so sick to watch. Chess match. So that's, that's a, it's a great shout, Sam. Yeah, yeah I can agree with that. Shout. Hardy, have you got any? Yeah. Nice. Dreaming rogue shout. Yeah. Well, Dreaming rogue, rogue shout that I've got right now. Well, um, it's plainly, it, and, and it'll tell you why it's rogue. And it's partly because I've picked a lot of fat, like we've picked a lot of fighters already. So, I mean, this guy just comes to my head and he's, like, he's going to be very rogue. It's based off pretty much two fights. So the first fight he lost. Um, oh, no, the first fight was a draw. And then the second fight he won. And he's Brandon Moreno. Um, yeah. he, come back, he came back in that second fight and just completely shut Figueredo out. don't know if any of you remember that second fight, but Figueredo yeah, didn't, even get a, didn't even get a, a word in. And the first fight was so competitive. So that means Brandon Moreno's game plan perfectly for that rematch. Um, yeah. And it was just so impressive to me that, that that name kept coming to my mind when I was thinking about it. So that's my rogue suggestion. Is that game Is that game plan execution or is that fight IQ? Well, I see fight IQ. I think the, the, the all fall into the same thing. And I he also he also had two fight. bites at the cherry in terms of making a game plan for Figgy. He had two bites at the cherry and didn't quite get it right the first time and then had the time exactly. to go away, look back on the first fight and then come back. Look, it's a fair point. And a, and a it's a, yeah, yeah. I think it's but in, a in suggestion. Opinion, I, think fight, I think the fight IQ is all about being in there, like adapting to what's in front of you like, on the night and how, how yeah. you sort of face adversity and get around that with your knowledge of the game. Um, yeah, just a quick pause because I'm just really want to shout and scream for a second. Lukaku's injured. Irrelevant, not, not, yeah, not, not unless you think he's got good fight IQ. That's not relevant, I'm afraid. That's why I said quick pause. It's a difficult one, this because there are like it's obviously like you said we've obviously found it quite difficult to kind of quantify. Like there's no. There's no stats we can look at to sort of lean on in terms of who's got the best fight IQ. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's a matter of opinion. But I, I think out of the options that you've all just suggested, Volkanovski was the one that I thought, yeah, for me, like you've got to be, you've got to be have some fight IQ to, to beat Max twice, like with his fight IQ. Same with Ortega, both yeah. 
Like I think, yeah, uh, he's also beaten Jose Aldo, um, Chad, Chad Mendes, Mendes, people like that. So yeah, I think um, I, I haven't heard a better suggestion yet than Alexander Volkanovski. We don't yeah, have him in I'm the up, list I'm already. Happy. I'm happy with nice. Volk. Volk, yeah. Volk it is. Alexander Volkanovsky locking it in. This is another interesting one to quantify. The next one is Hart. I, I've got a hands down suggestion for this, and uh, Brian, Brian Ortega. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just for exactly the emotional, physical, psychological um, roller coaster he had to go through on both this, this championship yeah. fight. He just, just puts like... it on the line every time and gives it his absolute all. Even against Max, he was still swinging in like in the last. <laughs> It, and he looked like he, he looked in that fight and against Falk actually. He looked like Joanna after she'd fought Whaley. He sort of looked quite similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Mess. I mean, Joanna had like, what's it called? She looked like a Snapchat filter. <laughs> she had a hematoma. <laughs> yeah. hematoma. hematoma. That was the word I was yeah. looking for. Right. Uh, any other suggestions than, than Ortega? I can't think of anyone with more arm than Ortega. No, Maybe we've really put in. I had Ferguson written down here. I had Rose Nama Yunus written down here. I had Donald Cerrone written down here for the pure fact that he keeps getting beat and he keeps coming back and he's still fighting and he's still going. He's got all these UFC appearances. Like He's been in some absolute wars. He's not afraid, not afraid to bleed. Um, so I thought he was a fair suggestion. Rose, for kind of what you said before, Ross, in terms of you know, coming back from the Andrade defeat and like other problems that she's been through to then come back... Get an, yeah, an amazing KO that showed like maybe a different kind of heart than what we're talking about here. But um, yeah, those were my suggestions. Um, yeah, who, who was your first one? So Ben Askren. <laughs> well, I mean, if you remember the, the Robbie Lawler fight, um, Askren showed some real heart in that one to end up turning around. He got dropped on his head as well, didn't he? And was almost finished. And then I mean, up. I mean, he he's might have shown his heart. His heart might have come out of his. Anus and shown <laughs> itself on TV, but that's about the only thing that he's shown in that fight. To answer your question, Russ, I said Ferguson, Cerrone, oh, or yeah. Rose. Cerrone. Oh, yeah, Cerrone. I like the sound of Cerrone, but as a, for me, Cerrone just like fighting Ortega. Yeah. But then maybe that's what I want in the heart of our robot fighter, though, isn't it? Like someone who just loves fighting. Is that not what we want? When I, when I, nah, consider I want heart, a dog I... that when it comes down to the wall, and they're yeah. still in there, and even if they're getting battered or if they're losing, they still, still show yeah, okay. or someone that can come back from the brink of defeat. That's how I defined heart. So Ben Askren, we're agreed then. Yeah. Okay. Should we just get Ben? <laughs> I mean, if we could, this was like this was like the second best option. Like Ben was unavailable, so we're gonna build this rope. This guess we'll, rope. Settle, we'll settle for this. <laughs> no, nah, this that's his opponent. <laughs> well, we had to build a fighter that can beat Ben Askren. No, yeah, it sounds no, like no objections to Brian Ortega. For yeah, half. majority is Ortega in it, yeah. so that's it. Next. Next one, confidence. I'm going to make my pitch here first because we've spoken about him a few times already tonight. This might be blind confidence or it might be insanity, but Marvin Vittori, I had written down here because my Good man is. Show. My man is still out there telling people that he beat Izzy in the second fight, even though it was 50-45. He was telling Izzy in the octagon afterwards that he'd beaten him. He still thinks he beat him in the first fight. Like, that is some confidence, to get 50-45 and then still claim that... That's just arrogance. 
well, maybe we need a bit of that in our fight. Maybe we need a bit of that. I can't lose. Yeah, not delusional. Well, yeah, maybe that's delusional. Yeah. Yeah. So Vittori I mean, goes to too far. Fair, no, to be fair, confidence is is delusional. Yeah, yeah, I can see yeah. your point. Like, I, I say that point about delusional, but but I wouldn't for, want for me, to be like that. Yeah, for me, my confidence. <laughs> no, 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 don't delusional. get me wrong. I wouldn't want to be like that, but. So I wouldn't want to put that trait into my fighter. I'd rather have the confidence of like Adesanya or even McGregor, where it's like a bit cocky confidence, but that's they've got what, a bit of swagger about it. That's the point I was going to make. It would be McGregor for me in terms of confidence. He always seems to think he's got a game plan for the person. Yeah. But Tory McGregor's, a, McGregor's a bit delusional as well, though. Like, he still yeah, that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say. The whole delusional point cancels out McGregor because he is a delusional bastard, but... Um, he's like charming he's, and, and and cool with it, and like yeah, um, quite like witty. Whereas Matori Matori's just like a babbling buffoon. He just repeats things over and over again. I had McGregor down but, as well for confidence, but be, Ross, go be, on. Um, You've got so a shot I, there, I, no. Yeah, I had two here again. Um, the one that I want to put forward, I think, is Colby Covington. I think he's such a shout. Very, very confident in his, in his skills. Obviously, every fighter's confident that they can get the job done, but like I, I believe it when Colby says it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and my my <laughs> other suggestion, my other suggestion was um, it could border on arrogance again, but Sean O'Malley. Um, I'm not sure I, how. Long... I think he reeks of insecurity. Personally. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure how genuine his, like, act is at this point, yeah. whether he's playing it up a bit. Like, I don't know how genuine it is in terms of, like, genuine confidence slash delusion in his ability. Like, he just strikes me as playing a character. Yeah, it's like how he's, he still doesn't believe that he got beat by uh, Marlon Vera, did he? Um, but, well, yeah, it's sort of just a bit arrogant. But... I'd probably be that confident if I was just knocking out bumps. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Um, and it doesn't no, have yeah, to be gonna... justified confidence here. It just has to be confident. Yeah. No one said yeah. it has to be justified. I think he's very confident. When he's in there, he's very flowing. He's very like, in his zone. Um, but I think I'm going to put Covington forward. I like that. George Hardy? Yeah. Well, I think Covington's a good pick because everyone else that I'd probably pick, I'd probably put in a different or have put in a different category. So I'd probably pick Covington. Sam, confidence. Any any other suggestions on on Covington? Otherwise, he's getting locked in. I uh, personally think he'd be. Uh, it's got to be McGregor for me. He's Mister Confidence. But we've got trash um, talk coming up, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Colby. <laughs> That's why I did it. Okay, so you've that is our last category to get through. So um, it's Colby. I'd, yeah. Yeah, Kobe's going in for confidence. Uh, trash talk to me. This was a straight coin toss between McGregor and Jorge Masvidal. I think McGregor takes it just because of the classic yeah. lines. The most quotable guy in the whole UFC. Yeah, it's the one line. Is it? the goal of trash talk. McGregor is yeah, trash is. talk. And Chael is an honourable mention. Yeah, Chael's up there. Bro. Yeah. Chael's an honourable mention. Yeah, sure. um, but uh, that's sort of. <laughs> That's almost what made McGregor who he is in it, trash talk. Yeah. Um, and just selling himself, marketing himself. It's, it's what people tuned in to see. Has it, for, has, it, has, it, has it gone a bit stale, though? Not, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing. Nah. yeah. Is he it's as fair, good a yeah, trash but... talker now as he was 
in the in yes. his glory no. days. No, no, he's not. Is. Of course he is. No, I think right now, Jorge Masvidal is pound for pound the best trash talker in the USC. Every time I listen to an interview with Jorge Masvidal, he has some unbelievable lines. He's got like this style about him where it's, you know, cool, calm, relaxed. I like he's, his delivery is good. McGregor. Right now, right. McGregor, to me, McGregor doesn't trash talk anymore. He just he's got posts. a good point. Self-delusional tweets just about tweets. Yeah. yeah, it's just and then nonsense. Took families out. Yeah, yeah. It's and that the Khabib, yeah, yeah. the Khabib stuff was all. He missed the mark with all that. He didn't really do any trash talk for the first Poirier fight. His his trash talk in the second Poirier fight was worse. Uh, sorry, the third Horrible. Poirier fight yeah. was worse than the Khabib fight. Poirier so, was beating him on the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. easy. To be fair, it's a fair point because I ruled out Tony from the jiu-jitsu category because it's not. <laughs> When it's not in his prime, do you know what I mean? Like prime jujitsu Tony could have contended, but we I didn't count him because it's not recent. Yeah. So prime Prime McGregor smokes anyone on the mic, but yeah, yeah. I think now I think he's I think he's lost it personally. Do, do you know who is good actually? Adesanya. So we've already got him. Yeah, he yeah. is good. We've already used Adesanya's him. He was, good, he was on my list. Yeah. What about yeah, Triple C Henry Cejudo? Yeah, but he's also not. He's not active, unfortunately. He's what? If, what if he's about to book no, a fight with Volkanovski? Because that's the rumor, isn't it? That they're booking a fight no, with Volk. Triple C because he's the funniest guy. He's not going to see. If if he wins that, he's C four in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C four. So it's not, I mean, Henry Cejudo is a good shot, but yeah, it depends if we consider him active or not. No, he's not active. Nah, moment, I wouldn't he? say he's active. No. What about he other trash talkers? Um, Nate Diaz, he's got a very unique style to his trash talk. They don't think they trash talk as Diaz does. They retaliate, but they don't think they trash talk. So you're telling me we're going to put together 12 categories for a fighter and we're not going to take any of the Diaz brothers? Actually, if you can't trash talk in the octagon, then there's nobody the same as the Az brothers because they're oh, yeah, chat shit shout, while they're yeah. in there. Yeah, well, what about that's what they do the talking. Kevin Holland's quite pronounced for his trash talk in the octagon. Yeah, because he's funny as well. Yeah, he's just kind of even when he's getting beaten up, he's quite funny. Yeah. Um, Probably in fact, I'd say he's more funny when he's getting mine. beaten. I'm revised mine to Nate Diaz because um of the talking that he does when he's in there. I was even going to say Nick because you could count him as active now. But yeah, they but both there was no, talk, there was no there. talking before, was there? There's no talking against Lola, no. really. No, um, there wasn't. Just, just heavy breathing. <laughs> right, we're gonna have to narrow. We're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to narrow it down. Sam, I'm, you're set on McGregor, are you? I don't think we're gonna move. It's got to be McGregor. I mean, if you if you compare him to Nick Diaz, in his last in his last interview, he didn't said he didn't want to be there. It's McGregor. Yeah. He's known. He's the biggest star in the UFC. And what ben Askren's actually good at it. Ben Askren's good at yeah. He is. Well, ben Askren's officially not going officially in my re- UFC robot. He's officially retired, though, isn't he? Ben Askren. Yeah. No. Yeah, uh, but Sam, McGregor I, I, I agree with Sam. No, he snapped his leg in half. Yeah, yeah, but is he gonna fight in the UFC again? Yeah, he's not retired. Yeah. Is he? He's not said he's retired. He's still on the roster. I agree with McGregor. We're going with McGregor. Yeah. Although I do like your shout, Jorge, but... No, I think, I, for, yeah. for me, it's Jorge, but yeah. All right, we'll lock in. The final one on our list, trash talk, is Conor McGregor. Should we run through from top to bottom, lads? We've got... <laughs> McGregor, George. You, We've got our yeah, dream McGregor, yeah. UFC robot, 
Um, so boxing, we're taking Dustin Poirier's boxing, we're taking Israel Adesanya's kicks, Kamara Usman's wrestling, Charles Oliveira's jiu-jitsu, Francis Ngarni's <laughs> knockout, knockout power, um, Robert Whitaker's takedown defence, Max Holloway's cardio, Tony Ferguson's oh, chin, Alexander Volkanovsky's oh. fight IQ, Brian Ortega's heart, Kobe Covington's confidence, Conor McGregor's trash talk, and we're all in agreement that this robot loses to Ben Askren. <laughs> that robot then you read me up and I was getting scared every time you added a new fucking yeah, to it. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, oh my god. I think we've done a, I think we've done a pretty good job there, to be honest, lads. I think far less arguments in the pound for pound list, so that's at least one relief. Um, and I think that's just about time for us to wrap up for this week. Uh, last thing that remains for me to say is good luck with your bets this week. Uh, that goes to you lads and to anyone listening please remember to gamble responsibly and don't bet anything that you can't afford to lose Uh, remember if you are listening wherever you're listening uh, leave us a review give us a comment tell us what you think of the show it helps other people find us on these various podcast pages and it's very much appreciated and if you enjoyed the show go ahead and follow us on socials it's octagon underscore odds on twitter and instagram octagon odds on facebook and youtube And, yeah, we look forward to seeing you again next week where, boys, we get to run through UFC 267, a primetime UK card. It's going to be epic. Can't wait. Let's go. Stay tuned for the next couple of weeks. Thanks, boys. Good night. Thanks, guys. Good night.